1: and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin,
2: And I'm David
3: Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Oh, It Could Happen Here is the podcast that you're listening to right now. And while we normally talk about it could happening here. Uh, if you've been living in France uh, recently, <laughs> then some of it has been happening to you. Um, I don't know if that's a bad introduction. We're talking about the riots that have recently convulsed large chunks of uh, of both European France and some of their, their overseas territories. So um, we're going to be chatting about that. I've seen a lot of disinfo. There's a lot of like People flipping out about guns and stuff, and you know, a, a lot of bad information. People blaming it on like Ukrainian weapons sneaking over. All that's bullshit. But there's a real fascinating history here, and and the riots, as much as people, specific bad actors have attempted to make them into like some new and horrifying thing. It's not just like a oh, France be rioting thing. There's like there's like a a a, a history uh That's that's pretty clear. That explains like why this this happened in France this time. Why it happened in two thousand five. Why it happened in what the late eighties. Yeah, why, well, well two thousand
4: seven yeah. was I think the other big one in this. Kind of I mean, 2000. these have been happening.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's been happening for
4: decades. We're going to so talk about all talk of that.
5: <laughs>
2: yeah, so uh so Mia, I'm going to let you uh, take 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 the lead here, and I'll chime in. PR in.
4: Yeah. So okay, I guess we should we should basically briefly talk about like before we go into the history, like what actually this is. So, well, I guess it'll be two weeks ago when when this goes up. Uh, a cop was did like a traffic stop of this kid in a car, and they just put the put a gun through the window and shot him. Um, it's really bad. There's video of it. If for some reason you want to see a cop sticking a gun in a car and shooting a seventeen year old, um, it's really bad. This has kicked off, like, I. I it, it, it's it's un- okay it, it's always difficult to like measure how intense a riot is when, when it started people were i was I saw people saying it was like more intense than like the 2005 ones this is like you know we, we've talked a lot about french rioting on this show these specific kinds of riots are like by far the largest and most intense like kinds of riots that happened in france this is like a significant escalation from everything that's been happening even in the last sort of like
2: yeah, for seven
4: sure. years, which have been you know like there have been a lot of riots in France recently. These are by far the most intense. Um, in mm-hmm. in the time I've been writing this, the police killed a second person. By okay, so I, I'm going to give my account of what I think happens. the The French police are going like, oh, well, who can who can say how this person was hit by a projectile? But, but as best I can tell, they shot a guy in the chest with a flashball. Which is a flashball is like it's effectively a grenade launcher that shoots flashbang grenades. Now, it's supposed to be like a it's a quote unquote less lethal munition. But the thing about less lethal munitions is that if you shoot people directly with them, they die and they just fucking killed this guy.
2: They're they're less lethal because they are not meant to be shot at people. They're meant to have a dispersal effect when shot near people. If you shoot people with them, yeah, they're very much lethal.
4: Yeah, and and you know we talked about uh, in the last episode that I did about this, uh, there was there there was another guy who thankfully has regained consciousness, but was in a coma for several months because he was also shot by, I think he was shot by a, maybe it was one I forget. Uh, I, I I should have actually looked this up before I did this, but he was shot by like a similar less lethal mutation and he thankfully has survived. This guy did not. Like they just killed him. Uh, the reporting about it has been terrible. Like the Guardian headline said, man struck by man struck by projectile at protest, which again, this guy was shot by the cops, like directly into his chest with one of these weapons. So it's been really bad. And, you know, okay, so to get an understanding of what's happening here to I want to go through this, there are sort of like four broad types of people who rioted France. So, okay, so the the, the first kind of rioter, I think, is the one where people are like, maybe most familiar with, which is like the French far left, like riots a lot. This is mostly anarchists, some other people. And that's like a kind of standard Parisian riot will be these people rioting. Um, you know, we, we talked a bit about sort of the development of the black block in France in the last episode we did about this. Um, there's, you know, there's also sort of like more main, mainstream left, like trade union groups who will have giant marches. And those also sometimes turn into riots because they get attacked by the police and stuff like that. And th- those ones tend to be larger Like the 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 trade union ones have more people, but tend to be less rioty. There's the Gilets Jaunes or the Yellow Vests, who are mostly people from rural areas who either sort of like do roadblocks in rural areas, or they come into cities and do marches and riots, and they riot pretty intensely. Um, and these three groups have started to be, you know, like part of what we've been seeing in the pension like reform protests and like riots have been these groups starting to work together, but. There's another group of people in France who riot, who are the residents of the Bon Louis. I th- oh Bon, that's not how you pronounce it. God damn it! Okay, before 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 I did this, I've looked up how you pronounce it, and I've now forgotten. It's Bonlieu. That's that's how you. Well, okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not bon gonna lire. offer you any advice. <laughs> Unfortunately, on like, how I have to say speak this French. word like. I have to say this word like forty I, times. I, I, in the I script. can't pronounce bon French lire. words
2: without doing the ha ha ha, which is yeah, I know it's, I. It, like I'm a child of the post 9 11 era. Uh, it's written into my DNA. I can't help it. Uh, I'm sorry. You guys were right about that war, but I still, it's still, it's still like. It, it, it seared into me as if with a laser cutter. So I'm not going to try to pronounce it.
4: My, my my excuse is I'm holding a grudge for that time they owned a bunch of Shanghai for like a bunch
2: of years. So Yeah, that's fuck a fuck that's a, There's actually many fine reasons to insult <laughs> yeah. the French. And we're, They're we're just all things that. you can go after every other what, powerful you know? white country that ever existed. Yeah. Um, or other country for that matter. I mean, France is pretty classic, classic colonialism in a lot of ways.
4: Yeah. And we are. Yeah. Oh, boy, are we going to be getting into that? Yeah. which actually that that's that's a good you know a good jumping off point for who these people are so the Bonlier so the Bonnier, Bonnier, I might, I might just say suburb because I I fuck it, I can't do this yeah
2: look we're, it's it's the French word for suburbs suburbs <laughs> yeah. in France are different like in a, in the United States the suburb suburbs have been up until at least pretty recently a fairly reactionary um like um uh what you call it uh uh white flight. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of white conservatives lived in the burbs. It was kind of like one of the reliable areas for Republican votes and stuff in France, like upper income people, people with more money are a lot more frequently living near the center of town Um, and the suburbs, a lot of which were like built specifically for like communities of people from from french overseas population who were moving to the country like they they set up like public housing and stuff for them um yeah. i think the the under the idea was that if you like moved people over in communities into these neighborhoods it might make integration and stuff easier um there's a lot of reasons why this this didn't work that i'm i'm you know not an expert on but like there, there there were a lot of problematic aspects of the execution, including the attitude among the attitude that goes back pretty far among a lot of French folks that like, well, you know, a positive thing is if they just kind of become French and uh, uh, drop any other aspects of their of their heritage and. Anyway, whatever. It's a whole thing. But yeah, we're going th- well, to get into this. Yeah. When we talk about suburbs in France, we are not talking about like areas where upper middle class people bought giant houses. Right. Like that's not what they yeah, are. These
4: there. are these are very like they're, they're not they're not exactly the same as like American housing projects, but they're much closer to that than they are like the, you know, the, the sort of American white flight stuff. Yes. um, And the people who live there, th- there are some white people like white French people who live there, but there's also a lot of French people who are. Like either like pretty some of them are pretty recent immigrants. Uh, there's a lot of people from Algeria, like specifically, and the the way that like the French understand this basically is like all these people are like black and Muslim and like that. You know, okay, the French are very racist. Like, and 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 this is the thing that like I was in academia for a little bit, right? Like, I I like thought I understood the like average level of racism of an academic. Holy fucking shit! Oh my god! Um, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna quote for something about the suburbs, like that. That's from a piece. I'm gonna talk about that piece just a little bit because I think it's a really interesting way of thinking about like what the attitude in France, in France, like France is. So this is about the banlieue. The French word for suburb is banlieue, a word derived from banir, mettre à ban, that is to exclude or banish. And this is a thing. This is from a a a. a, a an article called the French autumn riots, 2005 and the crisis of Republican integration. And this is a really interesting piece because like half of it is like pretty reasonable sort of like analysis of how the left sort of just like failed and betrayed these people. And then the other half of it is them talking about how like, like Muslim people and like people from, like North Africa have like inherently patriarchal like reactionary family structures and that because of this they can't be like integrated into French society and I'm like what the fuck? Like this is just a random academic and he just like sounds like a stormfront guy. It's I, it's it's fucking wild. Um so I I want to talk a bit about how how these things came to be because I, I think it gets to sort of like you know what? 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 These places actually are, and why these people are writing. And to do this, we need to go back to the French conquest of Algeria. So, all right. So, so the the, the French government.
2: Yeah, uh, it's like this is a. Yeah, it's it's second maybe to the Germans in terms of like the brutality of the conquest. And honestly, like that's. It's kind of a, they're both so horrific, it's kind of pointless to yeah. be like, which of these is worse? These are both like genocides that large chunks of the world just decided to pretend didn't happen.
4: Yeah. Although the thing with the French version of it is that because it's the French, it's like, like the, the actual end, the, the French political end of it is basically like a tragic comedy. So I'm going to tell the story. Yeah. It's a lot funny. of it's the
2: result of incompetence. And I mean, we talk about this in our Napoleon the Third episodes of Behind yeah. the Bastards, but yeah.
4: Yeah, so like, like the the official cause is for the French in this war is that the French took out all these grain loans under like the Directory and then like under Napoleon from the Algerian government. And the Algerian government was like, "Hey, are you ever paying this back?" And the French were just like, "No." So this ended in in, in a, like a tiff where the governor of Algeria hit the French ambassador with a flyswatter, and this this led to the the, the French monarchy at this point is uh, led by this guy named Charles X, who's. Mike Duncan calls him, quote, one of the great idiots of history, and he's, like, about to get overthrown, so he's like, oh, I'm going to to invade Algeria, and this is going to, like, distract everyone from the fact that everyone hates me and they're going to overthrow me, and this doesn't work, right? Like, so the, the French, like, conquer Algeria, but Charles X is overthrown literally three weeks after this finishes, but the sort of crucial thing here is that, like, the successive French governments keep control of Algeria, and they you know this this is I, like one of the places where the sort of like modern french racism emerges from is there there's this you know the whole invasion is wrapped up in this like monumental layer of racism that's about like, you know, like, oh, we're going to go, we're going to free Algeria from quote, like Oriental despotism. This is like a civilizing mission and we're going to like, you know, and this is like, this is, this is the stuff that, you know, if, if you've been, if you've seen any like French social media post about this, like now, right. Like this is the kind of racism they still do, which is they like, they, they consider Islam like a backwards culture. It needs to be like integrated into French republicanism. And you know, this is. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and this stuff Sorry. is it, it, this, this. specific kind of French racism is very, very old. I I'm also, I'm, I should also briefly mentioned. We're going to mostly talking about Algeria here because a, like a lot of the people who end up living in these suburbs are Algerian. But like <sighs> the French had a whole empire. uh they conquered a bunch of parts of like the bunch of Western Africa. They you know
2: yeah, and this was also it's it's worth noting a lot of it was conquered very frequently very recently like it was only in the late 1800s i think that um they solidified their control over algeria it was kind of right in the same period just kind of directly ahead of the uh the Franco-Prussian War that they um, they took a lot of Indochina like this was um, they they were kind of later to having huge overseas possessions, um, but unlike the Germans, they made up for it in in terms of the breadth of their uh, their acquis- acquisitions if you yeah. want to call it that. It gets um, it gets yeah. fucking
4: well. Although I, I, one thing I think is interesting about this is like Algeria, mm-hmm. the French conquer Algeria after they've lost Haiti. Yes. Which is like a very interesting sort of like thing here. But like, you know, but one of the things that this gets to is that like the French state, you know, like literally did doesn't like it doesn't matter like who like in what period of time in French colonial history you get to the straight is just the the French state is just structurally anti black. Like it is so unfathomably racist. And, you know, the way this sort of plays out in Nigeria, right, is like they they hold on to Algeria for 130 years. But one of the, the sort of products of this, right, is that okay, so like Algeria is now part of just like the French empire effectively, right? And this means that uh, over the over the sort of decades, the, the the French government starts like importing Algerian like workers into France because Okay, so one one of the the, the the French carry out basically like a series of genocidal campaigns where they just like like progressive different French regimes like steal more and more of the land that anyone ever in Algeria had until you get to a point where Algeria is just effectively a French settler colony. And so, okay, so they, they, they've they displaced all these people and they start, you know, recruiting them to go work in France. But this, this, this becomes a huge problem for the French state because, you know, now they have a bunch of colonized people in France who they need to like keep colonized, And in order to do this, you get like, you know, you get Foucault's boomerang, right? Where you have these French police that are trained in Algeria who are used like against Algerians in France. And, you know, I I said it was like, it's not just that it's used against Algerians, right? It's used against like people from all over the sort of French empire from like Northwest Africa, even even people who were from Haiti, who who, like wound up in France. But this comes to a head in 1961 when there's just one, one of the weirder. Parts of French history is there's like a second coup attempt where all of these officers, these like these French officers in Algeria, are like terrified. The French people had voted to like that could have led to Algerians getting the ability to like vote over like self rule, right? And the the French like colonial officers in Algeria go nuts over this and they try to overthrow the government and it fails. But the result of this is that de Gaulle gets like dictatorial powers in France for like five months. And in October of that year, the Algerian National Liberation Front, which is like the, you know, this is like the the, the giant sort of movements of the like French of the Algerian anti colonial movement, like they have this giant protest in Paris. And the police just start shooting them. I mean, this is, this is, this is, this is, you know, like this is not a riot, right? Like this is, this is just like they have a giant peaceful march. The police start just killing them. They kill several hundred Algerian protesters. Uh, they, they throw their corpses into the Seine. Um, I'm going to read this quote from the BBC. One photo captured the chilling sentiment of the time showing graffiti str- scrawled along a section of the Seine's embankment, saying, here we drown Algerians. And they-, they kill like at least 200 people, probably more than that. They are like they're throwing like children into the river to try to drown them. It is fucking awful. Um, and the French government, like they deny that this happened for decades the, the 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 first this massacre is in 1961, right? The first the first like French prime minister to a French president to admit that this happened uh, did it in like it, uh, was it I, I think it was I think it was 2011. It was, it was 50 years later that the first French politician like admitted they did it, and the government has still never apologized for this. So these are th- this is what the French police are, right? Like they are these people. They are. You know, they're the people who, like, a bunch of Algerians did a protest for independence and they killed, they, like, they, they, th- they threw their children's corpses into a river. And this is the sort of long-range backdrop of, like, everything that's happening in modern France, like, today, right, is the fact that, like, France was an empire, still, like, is in a lot of ways an empire, and their police are just, like, unfathomably violent and racist,
2: I mean, yeah, I, I think I, I might say, like, if you're American, pretty fathomably violent and racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, like it is. It is. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair, like, fair yeah, summary. Like, yeah,
4: if, 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 if there was ever a reasonable society mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Earth that people could live in, it would be very easy to go. These, this is the most racist thing you've ever seen. But unfortunately, we all live in hell world. And, you know, so our our metrics are like, is is like, have the Brazilian police killed more people per capita than the American police? Yeah, like, again, it's, it's one of these,
2: like, we don't need to litigate this. Like, the, I think the point is that when when people kind of like flip out over these images of buildings being lit on fire and shit getting broken and, you know, people shooting out cameras or even like beating folks, you know, in the street as part of a riot and freak out about, you know how the 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 place has gone to hell like violence that exceeds that by by many factors has been like the norm uh for segments of French society going back as long as the United States has existed yeah. um so you know like the 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 ugliness that you see in the moment of the riot is not like it it, it like focusing on that and ignoring what what's caused it like why people have been like reached a pitch where they're doing stuff like that is kind of um a, a an error uh an error at least in like um uh historical analysis um and i think also an error in terms of like the severity of of what we're looking at like none, none of, like all of the the ugly shit that's happened because at least one person was killed by rioters and all this, but like all of the ugliness of this current set of riots doesn't compare to one boat sinking in the Mediterranean. Yeah, Um, Like, and, and that those things are very much tied together. You know, France has had a significant role in why Northern Africa is the way it is right now. um, And why large chunks of like uh, uh, the, that continent um, have endured waves of successive starvation, famine, death, uh, war like yeah I don't know like do you, yeah, you know I want to I want to like, like
4: I want to just briefly talk about Vietnam for a little bit because sure I think something that like people don't really understand <sighs> is that like okay so right at like both in the 30s in Vietnam and sort of through World War II like huge portions of the country were starving and they were starving because the French had completely fucked their economy and was like was taking all of the food and was taking all of the resources and like you know like, like that's you know that's a big part of the reason why the original sort of like war in Vietnam that the French fight happens right. So it's, like, it's like it's like it's why people like drive them out is that there are like just innumerable people who just fucking starve and die because the French colonialists were just like fuck you, and you know like they they the the French Empire it doesn't get as much attention as like the British or the Spanish or like the Americans, but it was like incomprehensibly inhuman in terms of just like, the shit that they did, and uh, fuck them, they lost Yen Ben Fu, they'll
2: lose again. Uh- <laughs> well, yeah, I think we should note, um, when it comes to, like, the violence of the French police, we're, when we're talking about how they are very American in the way they do violence, that that is reflected in the statistics. The French police are the deadliest police force in continental Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Part of why is that recent law that was passed in 2017, which made it a lot easier for French police to f- be able to fire their weapons, um, specifically at people they think might be about to commit a serious crime. Part of the reason for the change in the law was the, um, um, oh God, what the Charlie Hebdo shoot, uh, mass shootings. Yeah. Um, there was just this like belief that, cause two police officers were killed in that and there was this kind of belief among segments of the population that maybe if the police had been able to be more aggressive, they would have responded more successfully to the shooting. I think the existence of the American police and, and the number of mass shootings we have might argue against that. But that's one of the things people will say is is why this shooting happened. And
4: I think I think it's worth noting the effect of that law. That law, like it. More than doubled the average number of of uh, like of, of very very specifically like the number of, of like North and West African people who like French yeah. people who get shot by the police doubled and yes and depending on the year right it, it either doubled or in some cases almost tripled
2: yeah right it, it, it's been extremely stark the 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 change it's also worth noting that um you know in in two thousand five we had a huge set of riots uh, in the suburbs of Paris. Um, I think it killed one person. Um, And the riots were sparked as the result of police were chasing two uh, kids. I believe they were Algerian French kids. Um, And they wound up like hiding from the police inside of a, a building that was part of like one of the trains and got electrocuted. Yeah, they were. I, I think. I, I
4: think what it was is that they, were, they were. They were. They were like trying to. They were trying to like go home, and they started. They like cut. They decided to cut through like a construction site, and someone called the police on them, so yeah. they were away from the police. And I,
2: I okay. So I've heard different versions of this, and I don't think we're ever going to know precisely yeah. what occurred. Yeah.
4: I, like there, there, there was a version that was circulating at the time and now that might be true, but I, I don't know about. But there, there's a version of it that says that like the police stood there and watched these kids get electrocuted. And that's possible. I don't know if that happened, but like, A lot of
2: people certainly believed that that had happened. And so, and it was not obviously the death of these kids, as is always the case when you have riots this big, was sort of helped to catalyze existing feelings. Um, One of the things that was sort of uh, in- One of the reasons why people were angry was that Muslims in France at this point in time had essentially zero representation. In 2005, Islam was France's second most uh, uh, popular religion after Catholicism. There were 7 million French citizens of Arab or African origin. Um, They had no representation in the National Assembly. Not a single member of the National Assembly was a Muslim or even Arab or African uh, in their descent. So there was literally no representation. They were targeted by the police. These kids die a suspicious death and people, people riot like, uh, like, like motherfuckers, you know? Um, yeah. And it was, and I, it was think, a pretty th- good set of riots.
4: <laughs> yeah. It was that one, the 2005 ones. I can pull some of the stats on it. Uh, before i i want yeah, to go back i think i've the got 80s. some right here actually yeah at least um i think they burned they, they burned ten thousand cars yeah uh T- multiple police stations government ministries like city halls
2: yeah 230 like. public buildings damaged uh yeah, yeah. so it was <laughs> they went it pretty was, hard <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was like yeah. you know
4: this is only the at the time Th- this this was the biggest like unrest in france since 1968 yeah.
2: And it, and it is worth noting some of the differences between the government's reaction to the riots we just had and to the 2005 riots. Uh, in 2005, the interior minister of France, Nicolas Sarkozy, called the people involved in the uh, the riots scum who needed to be got rid of. Yeah, um, it was yeah. It was bad. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was pretty ugly. Um, and there was sort of immediate like defense of the police force for their actions. It's been a bit different in in this most recent case. For one thing, Emmanuel Macron immediately like said that the shooting was horrible, like the the actions of the police were bad, which got the police very angry at him. Yeah. Um, camera foot like footage of the shooting then came out and made it very clear that this was an execution as opposed to a complicated situation. Uh, Which isn't to like overly defend Macron and the administration. You can see just some how things have changed in France politically. But well, I think think the other thing the
4: other thing that's going on there is that Macron is just a way weaker government than the French government was Mm -hmm. in in like two thousand five, right? Like, one of the things you know. So Mm -hmm. one thing I was looking at was so in two thousand five, the French deployed eleven thousand police to try to contain it, and they kind of didn't. But in in like the stuff that happened like two weeks ago, they there were forty five thousand police deployed. So this is I, th- I think like it gets to like the severity of, of what's happening and how how scared the French state is of it, because, you know, like, like the current French government is not very stable. They've been trying to like I mean, they're on they are like, f- this is like the fifth round of like riots that they've seen in the last like seven years.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um, I, yeah I, okay, I, I, which is also evidence that, like, the police, who have largely gotten what they wanted from the government uh, in uh, over the last 17 years or so, uh, have not succeeded in at all reducing the severity and, in fact, have continued to spark um, this kind of, like, these kind of riots.
0: Bean Dad, The Dress. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon,
4: The other thing that's going on here, right? So partially it's because the French police are like unbelievably racist. Yeah. Um. The other thing that's going on here is this sort of, I mean, I, I guess you could call it like the the, the long range crisis of capitalism, right? Like youth unemployment in the suburbs is 45%. And this is the kind of thing that caused the Arab Spring, right? It was like, you know, you, you have all of these populations who are just structurally unemployed, right? There, there's no jobs for them uh what what they you know so like they they what jobs they can get are like these just awful like you know like Amer- Americans are familiar with dog shit service sector jobs right like it's like it's that kind of stuff and you know and th- this is a product of a lot of sort of long range like political trends right it's it's you know like capitalism is spitting people out of the social system the the other thing that i th- is is I think is really important about these protests is that Like the the, the kids in the suburbs are like not really connected to the French left. And there's a reason for that. And the reason for that is this movement that happened in in 1981. So in in 1981, we got really the first of this kind of riots. So, you know, these these suburbs were like mostly these like housing developments, I guess, were mostly built like in the 70s. Uh, to to accommodate like a new flow of migrant workers from mostly from Algeria from other places too, and in, in 1981 you get the first of these riots and French society is like holy shit because there's a bunch of non-white people rioting and they lose their minds, and a- after the first set of riots, which the first and the thing the thing that's I think interesting about this too is the initial riots aren't that big. Like they're they're like pretty small compared to like what has come after compared to the stuff that's
2: happening. Yeah, now. riot technology was in its infancy at that point. We were still. Okay, sure.
4: that, that's slightly unfair. Like people, people in France in that period were pretty good at rioting. It's just that like these ones, it wasn't as bad as it was going to get. And part yeah. of the reason it gets that bad is so okay. So the the the, the first um. The, the the after the first of these riots, there's this giant. There's you know there's an attempt by the French left to like organize these people, um, and they, they have this they have this thing called the Bure movement. here. I I, I I don't know it's
2: French. It's B U um, R. Yeah, I think we've we've all established that we're not going to be impressing anyone with the, the level of our Fr- understanding of the French language.
4: Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, look, <laughs> but you saw so that they, they, they have they have this sort of anti-racism movement and, you know, they, they carry out in a hundred thousand person march from Marseille to Paris. But the problem is this movement starts to f- like fail almost immediately and starts to fall apart because, you know, at this point, Mitterrand, who is he's like on and off again as the French prime minister for a lot of the 80s um, and Mitterrand's from the Socialist Party and his. His plan for this is to basically to attempt to co-opt this movement and to turn all of these people who live in the suburbs into like a new into a new voter base for the French Socialist Party. But the problem with this is that. Instead of, you know, OK, so the Mitterrand does some reforms kind of to like put money into these communities, but. Like, again, these, these people are being structurally disenfranchised by a combination of sort of French racism, like the, the 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 physical urban geography of these of these suburbs, like just capitalism in general. And, you know, th- these are these are sort of like macro forces. And I, I Mitterrand's plan to stop the riots is he has he has these summer music festivals that like hire unemployed youth that, that are that are that go by the name. And I'm not making this up. S.O.S. receives me.
5: It's just SOS
4: racism. they're just like yo this is this is our plan to solve the riots we're just gonna have like these like good work guys music concerts no and, I, I
2: think you i think you got it i think you got it
4: this weirdly this kind of works for a little bit
2: there is there was a there was a apparently a fun version like a a better version of that that occurred in uh in oregon uh in like i think it was the 1980s when they were Uh, they were going to have like a a Republican convention in town. And so the, the state (laughs) governor, um, I think McCall was his last name, um, was like, okay, I'm going to throw a big like music festival, like two hours South of, of Portland. And I'm going (laughs) to tell the cops not to bust people for drugs, (laughs) but yeah, um, the, yeah, but the, different this, thing. Yeah,
4: yeah. This thing, you know, the, the problem with this thing is, is again, like the 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 point of this is not actually to sort of solve the sort of structural racism of French society or do anything about capitalism. It's it's to build a voter voter base for the Socialist Party. And you know, after a couple of years of this, the people in this movement, like the the, the actual kids in the suburbs, are like, "What the fuck? Like, our lives still suck shit. Like, you guys haven't changed anything." And, and you know, there's and there's there's a lot of promises that the French Socialist Party breaks. One of the important ones is that they the French Socialist Party had been promising to let immigrants vote in local elections, and that just fucking vanished, right? This has never happened. This is part of why there is like no there's so little representation in, in the French government. And you know, the, the the actual the actual sort of broader goals of this anti-racist movement it fails. And there's a, there's an undocumented workers movement that sort of comes that like splinters off from it, but. It's completely destroyed by the French business class. And, you know, France in this point period still has some very strong unions and the unions just like were like, no, fuck you, like die and just told them to fuck off. And from there and from from the betrayal of the Socialist Party and also simultaneously the other thing that's happening in the 80s is the rise of sort of like these French, new, like the French new right is like resurgent. These guys, when I say the French do, right, these people are like fucking neo-Nazis, right? Like very, 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 a bunch of very famous French neo-Nazis who modern neo-Nazis reappear in this period. Um, And they start doing, there's a bunch of anti-immigrant murders that are just horrible. And, but, you know, the state is just kind of going like, eh, whatever, like, fuck it, you guys can die. And so, and this has a massive impact on, on the culture of these suburbs and, you know, what, what the, what kind of political possibilities they have because these people, like, like to this day, you will get people talking about like the great talking about the great betrayal and how they got fucked by the Socialist Party. And so, like, these people don't so, – like, they have very little contact mostly with the mainstream French left. The mainstream French left is – especially the central left is really fucking racist. Like, the, even the, the Communist Party is really fucking – and part of what was happening here, too, is the 80s is the period where the Communist Party collapses. And, you know, and so, like, all of the sort of, like, the organized left factions, like – don't like them. The unions are like, what the fuck are these Algerians? Like, fuck them. They're Muslim. We hate them. I, uh, and you know, and so so the, the the legacy of this is that the government does some welfare policies and they like try to do some job creation a little bit, but this was always just doomed to fail because these are you know like what what like France in this period is deindustrializing, and so the product of this is like you have all of these people who are now just unemployed who. We're attempted, like, like you know, there was an attempt to integrate them into the left and the left just fucked them. But, you know, obviously they can't, they're not going to go to the right because the right hates them, like, even more than the French left does. And you get these, you know, and, and what happens is, like, the, these people, these, like, these masses of, like, precariously employed or, like, unemployed immigrants become this, like, massive focus of the French state. And when conservatives take over in the 90s, like, they use them as this, like, racist scapegoat for, like, every problem. They begin this, like, massive authoritarian like campaign against black and muslim people and like you know like we're we're in the US right like we know what that looks like and you know and one of the other things that that starts to happen is like like the french state and the french right like portray all these people sort like like the the 80s is also the period like you know this this is this is right after the uh the Iranian revolution there's this like rising fear of like islamism and you know and so, and and the way that like the state Response to this is basically by is by going. Well, all these people are like like Islamist terrorists. uh we hate them. All of the, all of the jobs programs that have been set up and all of the welfare programs disappear. Like the, the the funding for the music concerts even just vanishes, and all of this stuff is happening. Particularly, it's like particularly intensely in the early two thousands, and that's that's the other context that leads up to the two thousand five riots. Is that like, the, by by two thousand five, people who are living in these places have seen like. Like really serious deteriorations in their standards of living in like the last like four years, because these programs are just being destroyed. And you know, and then you know, and you get these these protests that start in in two thousand five. And th- there's there's another very similar, uh, thing that happens in two thousand seven when the police like crash into two kids on a motor, like a police car crashes into two kids on a motorcycle, and kills them. And there's like there's like a smaller but like very very intense, like series of riots and then it's kind of weirdly quiet for a bit and, you know I mean I might say quiet okay it's, it's been quiet from the rioting end uh, the French police keep killing people one, one of the things that everyone the people are talking about in this one is in 2017 it came out that the French police just like fucking raped a teenager and it it's fucking horrible yeah and, and that I think leads us kind of into into like in into the sort of modern like the thing that's happening right now which is that you know like the the kids who are riding in the street and I think I think this is a big part of the reason why it's this intense is that you know the, these are these are like 17 and 18 year olds right they are they're old enough they are, you know they they they're too old to believe in the sort of like fairy tales of french liberty and equality right they 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 know what that looks like they know that it's like friend friend like french liberty inequality means a police baton fucking breaking your skull because you were walking down the street right but they're also you know they're 17 or 18 they're they're too young to to know that they're supposed to be afraid and because of that they have you know like they burned down multiple police stations <laughs> like it's they, the the writing has been just incredibly intense
0: Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon.
2: One of the things that is, has probably been the major touchstone people have heard about these riots uh, on social media and stuff is, uh, or at least the thing that I saw being spread the most was like the fact that rioters were using firearms. Um, there's a couple of re- things that like I noticed. One was people flipping out over like the presence of guns in France um, and, and and interestingly, folks on both sides of this, I think, got stuff wrong because people – on one hand, you had people being like, where the fuck did they get guns? Something suspicious must have happened. They must have come in from Ukraine because yes, France <laughs> is a European country and <laughs> European countries don't have have guns in the civilian population. Like, yes, yes, they do. Yeah. France actually, interestingly enough – France is one of those countries that primarily regulates who is allowed to own what kinds of guns, as opposed to what kinds of guns can be owned. So in France, with the right licensing, you can own most of the kinds of firearms that you can own in the United States. In fact, in France, if you have the proper kinds of permits, you can own something like an AR-15 with a 30-round magazine, which you could not purchase in the state of California. Um... Now these are th- these are these are still very stringent gun control. If you're going to have because again they split the kinds of firearms into categories and the most restricted kind of firearms are semi-automatic rifles like AR platform guns. Um if you're going to have something like that, you're doing an intense background check. Um you're doing I like you're submitting to random searches, you know, by the police. Like it's not nearly as easy as it is to acquire firearms in the U.S., but there are quite a lot of of firearms. I think you're allowed to own up to like 10 magazines per gun and a 1,000 rounds or something like that. That said, I don't believe the majority of the guns that we've seen on the streets in the riots um, are normal legal civilian-owned arms. Um, That said, the existence of guns in these protests has also been heavily overstated, largely a result of footage of shit like People shooting out cameras with what are actually air rifles uh, that folks just assume are real firearms. Um, There's also been shit like there was one video that went really viral that was a petrol bomb being set off by protesters at a government building. And it was just blue checks on Twitter. People who pay Elon for it were spreading it, saying, "Look, people are using RPGs in the riots. Yeah, you know, rioters no. have rocket launchers. These are." And there, there were a number of folks who got tens of thousands of shares and likes, claiming that this was a, these were examples of like heavy weaponry from Ukraine getting over to the U.S. For one thing, if if guns were if fire if weaponry was getting out of Ukraine, RPGs are not, like, the thing that people would be psyched to get. You can yeah. get RPGs in Europe, and you're generally getting them from North Africa, right? Like, or from the Balkans, you know? There's no shortage of comm block weaponry in that part of the country, but it was not an RPG being used. Um, yeah, well, and know, this is something
4: I want to talk about a little bit, yeah. is that the, the actual thing, the, the actual weapon of the French Riders is fire, and this yeah. is this is something they are way better at this than than the Americans are, right? Like I mean, I, I saw oh, yeah. a video Absolutely. of I've seen I kind of I saw a couple of videos that were just wild. Like there's some I I don't even know how they did this. Someone had set like one of those like skyscraper tall construction cranes on fire, and not the bottom of it, right? They set the they set the cabin on fire. It's like I don't even know how you do that because like. Like did did they did they climb up the thing like they got they okay so like did did they set it on fire and then climb down while it was on fire like how how do you even do that I I saw I saw another video that was unbelievably funny where uh, a bunch of protesters like like in in front of the mayor of their town covered his car in gasoline and lit it on fire which was very funny but like but like you know this this is the thing like
2: fire people... is the like fire is area denial right like yeah that's, that that and and well, that's key. Like, yeah, you're well, able it's, it's to Arizona close down and, avenues of advance. You're able to protect your flanks. And and
4: also, also it, it is, it is a very, very good way to like, it is a very, very, if you, if, if the thing you want to do is destroy a police station, like lighting it on fire is a very, very good way to do that. And you know, it, it's, it's very effective. at like destroying cars too. Is the everything I think, I think. Absolutely.
2: Enough of it. Sure.
4: Yeah. And, and, and like the other thing that's been happening is there's been a lot of looting, but this is, I actually think the most depressing part about these entire riots is that, most of the looting, you know, like I'm, I am I am pro looting. This is this is like one of my stances. Right. But like like there is a lot of looting that is people looting high end goods that they normally just would never have access to. Right. That's not what's yeah. happening here. Most of the looting that's happening here is food and medicine. Yeah. And that is the most depressing thing. I, the, the fact that people are doing subsistence looting is like maybe the most depressing thing I've ever heard in my entire life.
2: Like Yeah, I, I, I looting Jesus is a bleak Christ.
4: concept. <laughs> oh, God.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, you know? Like,
4: yeah, and like the, the last, like, you know, it, it's the cost of living crisis just like, and again, the fact that, it, like, we're talking about places with 45% youth unemployment, right? Like, it's, the conditions are so unbelievably bleak that like, yeah, I mean, like this is this is what happens when you do this to people is like they fight back. The other thing I want to talk about is, is that a lot of these people are like one of the things that people focus on. is I actually think it's very funny that there was there was a guy interviewed in The New York Times who had like the moderate position on the riots and the, their moderate position on the riots was it's OK that they're burning police stations. But why are they burning schools? And I I want to talk about the burning schools thing a little bit, because this is something that gets talked about a lot. And, you know, okay, like this, this is, you know, this is a sort of sociological question that gets, because, because this is, this is like burning schools has been a thing that's like this, was this happened in 2005, happened in 2007, even going back to some of the riots in the eighties and nineties, people were burning schools. And the reason these kids are burning schools, right? Is that most of the people... The people who are burning these schools are like there were kids who went to these schools, right? And, you know, they were either in these schools or they just got out and they realized these schools didn't do shit, right? Like going going to one of these schools doesn't lift you out of poverty. Studying hard doesn't lift you out of poverty. You're fucked. And, you know, and so like, yeah, of course. Like, of of course, these people are lighting these are lighting their schools on fire, right? They're 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 attacking they're they're, they're, like they're, they're they're attacking like the actual French like institutions that were systematically set up to fuck them and one of one of the other like you know and, and, and like one, one of the things that always the people always talk about is like well, why why are you you know this this you get this with american riots too people ask like why are you burning your homes like why why are you burning your own community and i mean specifically with the french suburbs right like these suburbs are a cage they they were built as a cage they were built specifically as a cage to contain a bunch like as as france's way of containing this non-white labor force that they that they imported into the country and so, you know, and it's like, yeah, and, and every, every single day, the bars of the cage are just, are fucking getting, are shrinking, right? The the cage is shrinking. The walls are getting tighter and tighter. There's less food. There's less money. There's less opportunities. And yeah, you know, at some at some point, people start burning down the cage and, and everyone just go, is like walking around going, why, why, why are you burning your cage down at your home? But the, it's still a cage. Like the, the fact that the fact that people are made to live in the cage doesn't make it any less a cage. And that's, that's why these people are, that's why this was, that's why these people are burning it because they, like, they know from, you know, just the, the, the experience of their everyday lives of what it's like to live here, that this place is fucking killing them. And so, you know, they're, they, 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 they responded in sort of the classic French fashion, which is to light it on yeah. fire.
2: It, it It is like. If the goal was to integrate these people into French culture, there's an extent to which they, they work. You know, yeah, yeah absolutely. <coughs> like, <laughs> uh, there you go. You know, you created like, that's you created,
4: like the beauty of the globalization. <laughs> best writers in all of
2: France. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. I again, like, in terms of the people flipping out about stuff, like, I, I think it is important to think about to keep in mind why people are doing this, how bad a situation has to be for people to, as you said like burned their houses their homes down around themselves like the, the, when when you think about like looting as a function of basic survival like that's the degree to which these people have been like stretched out um yeah. and the fact that people are freaking out over shit like guns and it it's largely honestly when i talk about that Largely the reason why is because there's a whole ecosystem of um, mainly – largely right-wing people like media influencers, uh, a lot of whom got blue checks as soon as Elon offered it because it puts them up higher in the search results, who started making money in 2020 posting riot porn from the United States and who are desperate to return to those days. So anytime there's disturbances anywhere, they're going to try to like what is the most – You know, oh, you know, a lot of folks on the far left and a lot of folks on the right are angry at, you know, the U.S. for sending weapons to Ukraine. Well, let's blame this on that. Or, you know, I want to make some sort of point about gun control and pretend that, like, French gun control laws, you know, don't work because some of the rioters have old shotguns or AKs that got smuggled in from across the Mediterranean. So I'm going to make it about that. But all of which is, number one, like – calculated in order to increase the profit of of a specific of a, a specific kind of dishonest media yeah. influencer. and all of which ignores, like the humanity of people who are are in a desperate situation yeah. and acting desperately as a result,
4: yeah. and I think and I think the other thing that that really pisses me off about this is that it it obscures the actual parts of this that are interesting. <laughs> And that are, you know, like that, that are genuinely radical in ways that like, yeah. I don't like one, one of the things that, they, that people tried to do in this was like people tried to break their like their friends who'd been like arrested by the French state out of prison. And they they didn't they didn't they ended up failing because and this is one of the other things that's been happening is lots of countries have police anti-terrorism units. Right. The the French have like multiple kinds of them. They also have like military police units. But the French were using these like anti like like specifically anti-terrorism units against the protesters. And that that's one of the units that got deployed. I'm pretty sure if i if I'm if I'm, if, 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 if if the sources I've been reading are correct. That was like one of the things that happened in this was an anti-terrorist. They sent an anti-terrorism unit to stop a prison break. And yeah. that's, I think, you know, it's it's a really sort of emblematic thing of of what the French state is and like where it's going. Right? It's like the 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 French the, the the French Republic was born from a bunch of people trying to storm a prison, and yeah. it has now gotten back to a bunch of people trying to storm a prison, and they send a bunch <laughs> of like. Fucking
2: anti-right, like anti-terrorism it was so funny. after them. Some of these weird right wingers were like, "Look, this oh, is what God. happens <laughs> when you when you let all these foreigners into your country that destroy the culture." I'm like, man, there's not what? a goddamn thing more French than attacking <laughs> a prison, <No. laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> than attacking your own prison. Like that yeah. is the most. They like uh, uh, these people have literally returned to t- tradition. <laughs>
4: yeah they they speak up they they think they've become French royalists again. It's just like, oh God, like in inshallah, they suffer the same fate
2: like <sighs> I, I I anyway, whatever, it, it's it's very frustrating, um, the way in which, like we're seeing kind of I, I think I don't know, we'll see. i I probably shouldn't be such a doomer because i I don't actually know the extent to which. All that worked for the uh, the kind of people who were attempting to grapple and wrestle these riots into something that could make them quick cash. Yeah. Um, But it is kind of a reminder that those people are still there, that like infrastructure of deceit still exists. And every time, you know, the next time there's big riots or protests here, every time it happens anywhere, that shit is all going to spin up. Um, I will say one of the in terms of like stuff that worked. The use of pellet guns to take out cameras was uh, seemed to have been extremely effective. Oh, I should Um, okay.
4: There's there's another thing I should talk about that like didn't didn't, doesn't show up on film much for obvious reasons. But like one of the most effective things that was happening in these riots was people using cars to break down the fronts of stores. Yeah, and 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 the second the the second one that was very effective was people using like there was a lot of use of scooters Mm -hmm. as like a way to get as a way to get like move around really quickly as a way to redeploy as a way to like. Like as it, but like but like you know okay the the, the the thing about these protests that is that is really sort of interesting in a lot of ways is like it's what, what 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 they've basically done like not not from a sort of anarchist ideological perspective, but from an organizational perspective is that they've created like a bunch of networks of affinity groups, and so the, like the, the way this stuff is happening is you you get a very small group of people who are capable of moving very quickly, and they just go do a thing right they they don't they don't tell anyone else what they're doing there's no sort of like there's there's no sort of like top down central command that you can just sort of like stop right it's it's this incredibly sort of decentralized uh like it's it's this incredibly sort of decentralized movement and the police just like it, it, it took them like a week like over like about to like really like take back control of these places. And, you know, and, and, I, and like right now with the period we're entering is like a, a period that we saw right after the George Floyd uprisings, which is like, this is the period where like the police cracks down and like tries to arrest a bunch of people. Yeah. But simultaneously, like I don't see a world where we don't see another one of these in the next like five, maybe 10 years, because yeah. none of the structural problems are like all of the structural problems with the French state are just getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And yeah. You know, at some point, someone is like, like I think, I think the, the the problem with this and the problem with the French movement in general has been for the last about twenty years. Right, there have been a lot of very, very similar sort of riots trying to bring down governments, and they mostly don't work. But at some point, someone is going to figure out something, and they are going to do it. And France, like, could well be be a place where that happens, just because the state's capacity to do violence is you know like well the the state's legitimacy is just purely reduced to its capacity for violence and i don't know that's not great but i mean it's 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 what's happening and yeah i don't know i hope i hope I, (laughs) i i i hope someone beats them and i hope the people that beat them are
2: better than the current like a yeah. <laughs> pack of murderous jackals. Speaking of other things that are like a long and proud tradition in French politics, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> like I, there, uh, there, there is nothing more French than overthrowing. The I mean, government. that's not just of French, right? That's like
2: yeah, that's like everywhere where you're like, wow, these people suck. I hope they get overthrown, and also not by someone worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, no more Napoleons. Uh, yeah. No more. No more Napoleons. Napoleons Bonaparte. That's uh. the plural. Um, all right. Uh, well, I, I feel like, are we, uh, is that us for today? Yeah, I think, I think, I think
4: that's, that's, that that's been our
2: riots. (laughs) All right. That's been our French riots episode, everybody. Uh, until next time, I don't know, maybe acquire and train with a pellet gun, you know, they're easy to get, uh, surprisingly effective, legally not firearms, you know. you can, like,
4: look, the thing they're very useful for, if there's, like, small animals that are, like, trying to
2: eat your fucking garden... Yep, you can use them on that as well. Small animals or the government.
1: It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Bean Dad, The Dress.